Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Facade. I'm Sabrina, or you might know me as Observing Spooks and Other uh, Vices. And we also have uh, Swap Meet Chronicles on. And our guest speaker today, Hood Historian 562. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. One of those one of those days. I've been running yes. around all day. Oh, well, we're glad we got to catch up with you and get you on. Awesome. Wonderful. In your description on your Instagram page, you call yourself a urban renaissance man. Can you describe that and go into detail for it? I, I, I call myself an urban renaissance man because I'm not stuck at one, one topic. I do other things besides history. I'm into cars. I'm into music. Um, I play, I play an, an instrument. I play trombone, baritone, and tuba. Nice. Um, I'm into architecture, as you guys see that on my Instagram page. And um, I'm just a man of many hats. And I want to be, I want to be that old man to say, I did this back, you know, 30 years ago. I did that 40 years ago. I want to be that old guy saying that. A true renaissance man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks. And we definitely, um, some of the things you already pointed out, we're going to, you know, ask you a few things about that. So, um, all right. I did want you to kind of, you know, give you give us a little bio, like where you're from, where you grew up, you know, a little, you know, snippet about yourself like that. All right. I'm 38 years old. Um, I'll be 39 in a couple months. I was born and raised in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. I still live in Long Beach and I work in Long Beach. Nice. And, um, I went to school over here on the east side. I went to school, uh, middle school in Bixby Nose, and I graduated Long Beach Poly um, back in 2000, 21 years ago. Time time flies, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But you're our generation, so we, we hear you. We feel you on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we grew up in the uh, 80s and 90s, and, you know, yeah, um, I've seen it all. You know, I live on the east side of Long Beach, so it's uh, I've seen a lot, a lot in my neighborhood. And right. um, it made me who I who I'm in who I am today. Yeah, and we have a lot of questions for you regarding that. Just to kind of start it off, I remember I think you said that you started your kind of history documentation on Facebook. I don't know if I, I got that right. Yeah. Can you kind of share like how you first started like on Facebook? I know we all started with some kind of social media when it all came out, but was was it just Facebook or did you start way before? Was kind of like your beginning? I started. I started way before. I started in elementary school, actually. Oh, uh, I used to go to the, nice. Yeah, I used to go to the Burnett Library up the street, and I used to look at the, the old Long Beach, City of Long Beach books, and, like, the history, you know, um, the earthquake in 1933. I used to look at those books. They were, like, locally published books Yeah. in the reference section. So I used to just go over there to look at the, those pictures and stuff. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I've seen that street, you know. And then so looking looking at the street names and stuff, you know, I got me very interested. And um, it just started in the elementary school, um, KCET, um, okay. Hugh Hauser. Oh yeah! I to, wow. I went to Hugh Hauser since I was a little kid. So we used to, yeah. me and my twin brother we used to um, watch Hugh Hauser all the time, you know. And he used to go places and stuff, and they used to show the old pictures. So it started back in the '80s and, and '90s with me. I, so I never stopped. Was it just something that you that you found out about, like on your own, or was history really implemented in your family, like to care about history? Or no, it was on our own. It was on just on own. our own. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we we hung out in the library, you know, a lot a lot of times growing up. So the library. Yeah, we just gravitated. Library days. <laughs> yeah, just I'll, I'll be at the library all day, you know, looking at the books and stuff like that, and wanting to know about my my area I lived in. Right. And um, and then as you get older, you find out stuff that wasn't in the books, you know, mm-hmm. the the history books. That's a that's a whole other topic, you know what I mean? But no, that makes sense. As, as far as social media though, 2013, I I finally got on the Facebook in 2010, and then I think in 2013 I start posting my history stuff on Facebook. Did you post? Uh, his, did you have MySpace or no? I had MySpace, but I I, I was rarely on that, so no, I didn't okay. do anything on MySpace. <laughs> I had yeah. a MySpace, but I got my like MySpace was like 2009. It was already <laughs> over. <laughs> That was over. It was over. The party was over when I joined. So on Facebook, you originally started like your own, like a personal page and you posted history or did you have like a group page or something like that? Or how was that? Um, it was, first it was on my personal page and then I joined the Born and Raised in Long Beach Facebook group. Uh-huh. And, um, it has like 20,000 20, members. I'm one of the administrators of that page. Oh, okay. nice. Uh, yes. And I, so I post on that. And then I have a, my own Facebook group I made a couple of years ago. It's called Southern California Past and Present. And I have about 3,000 Why are you in that group? That. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I just keep my Facebook separate. And I I, I'm hardly on Facebook anymore. Even though I post, it's like I'm on Instagram now. You know, and I started doing an Instagram history in um, the end of 2016. Yes, and and I, that's what I was going to tell you. I did some research on your page just to kind of look through, you know, to see what yeah. questions they had. Yeah. And, um, I noticed that you started it in 2013, and it was like yes. a couple of personal photos. Like your yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I got on I got on Instagram, and I never posted, you know. And I got on it, and I never even – I didn't do anything on Instagram. I just, like, like three personal pictures, and that was it. Yeah. One day it was like Thanksgiving vacation. I was off of work, and I was sitting down on my living room sofa. I said, "Let me, let me, let me go on Instagram." And then I, I didn't know anything. I, I taught myself. Actually, I, I taught myself watching other people's pages. You know, right. I didn't know anything. Well, you know that, you know that was kind of a while back. I don't, I don't remember really caring too much about Instagram back then either. What about you? Scott? Yeah. No. No. No, lots of other things, but not really Instagram and not really. So when you started, uh, I did see in 2016 that you were posting. Um, now I've seen like the vintage photos and like, you know, some historical stuff. So my question is like, what kind of uh, history were you attracted to in particular? Um, what was your interest that you were like, okay, I'm going to post this. Like when you first started. It was just local pictures, <clears throat> things in the background. Um like buildings I knew in Long Beach, like streets I knew, um, just things I knew, knew of, you know, in my city. There was the things I found online in the, um, you know, in the college uh, websites and stuff like that. And um, it's just local history, things I saw every day now, but, oh, I know that building. Mm-hmm. I know that building. And then I look it up, I'm like, oh, that's, that's the firefighter museum around the corner from me. And it's like, you know, I just start connecting to things I know. It's so funny how we live around these buildings and they really have a life of their own and a history that way go- goes way beyond 
what we comprehend until we start looking into it, isn't it? Yeah, like that building you posted the other day. Which uh, one? That with the the funky steps. Oh you God. Know? I saw the old picture in your IG story. I was like, yeah, wow. I know, right? That yeah. the belt, why they take, uh, it probably like deteriorated over time, but I just, that it's like half a model. I don't know. That's kind of sad. I know. A lot of, a lot of buildings, you know, got altered oh, for okay. whatever reason, you yeah. know, some, some had to get re um, altered by, um, I think regulations for earthquake rehab. You know, but I know that was like, wow. As you know, the Long Beach earthquake, right? Yeah. That ruined a bunch of buildings. Yes, it did. In the 30s, I believe. So. Yeah, yeah, 1933. So that's cool. So then once in 2016, you just started kind of posting, posting. um, Yeah. Whatever was in your local area. So I kind of wanted to highlight what some of the things that I thought were super interesting about your page that um kind of want to get more insight on. I really love the Then and Now series. Yeah. That is pretty cool. So tell us um, how you started the Then and Now series. Kind of what, how did you, you know, start developing that one? Uh, I was just posting, I started just posting pictures with no video. And I used to see people make their little 15 second or 30 second, before they made it a minute. I used to see Hmm. people make their videos. I'm like, I should make a video of Then and Now instead of doing a Then and Now picture like I was doing. Because I started... I started doing the pictures. Yeah. You know, and then I started making a video when I got the um, my video maker app. And we'll ask um, you about all your techniques later because those are really yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So no one taught me. I just, I'm just self-taught. But anyway, oh, yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, I should do it to the music. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I was like, I will make, you know, and I wish I had a, a better phone. I'm Right now I'm using the Galaxy S10. But because um, I see other people's videos and they're extra clear, but I don't use a computer or anything. I do everything on my phone. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. My laptop yeah. has, you know, my laptop is dusty. I haven't touched my old laptop. In, I need to upgrade. Right? <laughs> I know. I hear you. I'm trying to upgrade now with trying to do this podcast. But yeah, I'm behind. And now series, like, how did you choose like the places that you were doing then and now? I mean, how did you? I wanna, I wanna do LA. I wanna do South LA because. You know, this is another topic. I don't. I'm not. I don't, I don't want to try to go off. It's okay. I mean, no, now. please. Yeah. But by my then and that now pictures, I'm trying to get the areas that didn't have any shine. Yeah. We always see Hollywood. We always yeah. see the Queen Mary. I'm I'm over that. You know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm like <laughs> I want to see other stuff. Exactly. I want to see. I want to see um Lamar Park. I want to see um South Central LA. Yeah. Um, I want to see uh, Cudahy. I, um, I want to see Bell Gardens. I want to see other cities, what they have to offer, you know, in right. other neighborhoods. I don't, I'm, I'm just over seeing the mainstream stuff, you know. I try, I look for, I, you know, I just type in um, South Central streets, you know, and um, just certain streets or certain cities. I, and I have to make sure, like, it's the building's still there, you know. Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna I'm gonna post it and the building will still be there, like only like a handful of times I'll post it and there's nothing there. <laughs> so are you looking for any particular architecture, like to in order to to like it? Because I mean there's so many kinds, or does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I I like Spanish is my favorite. Yeah. Style. And then Streamline from the 30s is my um up there with in the bungalows, the craftsman bungalows. Oh yeah. I, you know I like that, but it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. And then you want to talk about the Dear Abby series? Yes. Oh, my Dear Abby series? Go ahead. Yes, we love that. You know why? Because I like that because it shows that people are people. We, we're the same way, you know? And some of that stuff I can relate to because, you know. I, you know Sabrina so, had some comments about that one. Yeah. I we were talking about it earlier and uh uh Swap Me Chronicles and I we were talking about it earlier and it's just she's very blunt and it's just a trip when you think about yourself as a person. Abby is very blunt. Yeah. yeah. She's very blunt in her responses, but then who are these people that, you know, decide to write in and ask someone's advice on their life as it's if just, yeah. what she has to say is like, you know, the absolute truth yeah. and do you have any favorite dear abby ones that stand out to you or a specific one that's like near and dear to your heart i you know what i i like it because i don't have a specific one and i read way more than i post so <laughs> you only see the ones i can fit in the in my yeah. little video right here. <laughs> and i try to keep it short you know i know sometimes they'd be long but i don't want to keep it i don't want it too big but the thing is, it just shows that people are people no matter what. We're the same way they were. We just have technology. Guys are guys. Women are women. So it's relatable. Even though it's the 50s or the 60s or 80s, it's like we can relate to that because it's still a relationship. People say, oh, I'm not going to do that. Or I would. But you don't know. You know, you don't know what you would do if you would not situation so it's just like we have we always have uh um, people say the good old days but they were they really the good old days because right. people went through the same i don't want to come people went through the same <laughs> that we you know back then that we do now and i think then, you uh, make a great point with that because i think yeah. that people tend to romanticize like one of my favorite eras the victorian era yeah. they did the same things that we did that we are doing yeah. now and they're only human. I think that's a great point that you that you just made. I just like post and stuff like that. And I look for the juicy stuff. So like the boring stuff, I it's like I, I try to look for the juicy stuff like yesterday. Like you know. <laughs> because I want you know, that was from nineteen eighty nine. And I think about that lady who wrote that, she would be eighty one years old now. So you went from <laughs> forty nine, now you're eighty one. Time flies, you know. Yeah, I mean? that was the last story that he posted about the husband cheating, and she's like, "Should I still stay here?" Or... Yeah, it was so. And then Abby was like, "Get a therapist." <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't wrong though. She yeah. wasn't wrong. <laughs> yeah, and I was so. telling Sabrina that um, I don't remember. Well, I don't remember Abby, but I remember her her daughter. Yeah, her daughter did a a column she, too. She, yeah, she did one. Ann Landers and I don't know I just read it for fun I guess and I, I didn't I didn't read none of that I didn't read any of that but I saw that by accident looking at something else I was like oh look at this <laughs> <laughs> most of my posts are like that most of my posts are I'm looking at something else and then I see something else on the page I'm like like today uh, I didn't post today okay today I didn't post but I I was looking for um electrocution electrocution like somebody getting shocked to death and I seek out posts like that because I call it average Joe history. The the common man, like like he died, he lived and died, and no one knows about, no one cares about, you know. And I just and I I, I find I like bringing them back up, you know. Yeah. Do I believe in like paranormal stuff? Sometimes, yes, I do. 
Because some of those times when I do that yes. um, with that funny, that scary music I play with the. We only asked you about that. No. <laughs> you, I, can't, yeah. I couldn't remember the name of the song. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Downtown Irony by Pro Leader. Downtown Irony. Yeah. Ooh. By Pro Leader. And it wasn't even, you know, I, I don't know how I picked that song, but it, it just goes with it. It just goes with death. <laughs> but check this out. I'm going to tell you guys something. Some of those, some of those posts I made, it was the, the day I found them. It was like the anniversary of it. That happened oh, to me wow. on their birthday or the, the the dead person's birthday. Wow. I'm like, what the heck? The Maybe they're calling I you. Think, the exactly. spirits that's, are that's calling I you. I really think that sometimes. I really do. I'm like, yeah. why did you know? I, I like bringing their names back up because they lived and died, and no one cared about them. Or people did care about them, but everybody everybody died. So when you read like a tragic post, I mean an article, you feel it though. Even though they they lived and died before you were born, yeah, you still can like re, you know you still feel for them, you know. The other ones that I, I was looking through some of your stuff, um, you put a lot of vintage ads, which would be ads either for something you buy or like even like a, a for apartments or different things like that. It was, yeah. Is that just to highlight like? Kind of how things, I mean, you could get an apartment for $10 a month as opposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like, I like showcasing just average stuff that the average person would see. We all see celebrities, old golden era Hollywood. I just like to see like, you know, Joe's Rib Shack on, on Central Avenue, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, and I get that from the, it's a paper called the California Eagle. Mm-hmm. It was a, a large, one of the largest black-owned newspapers from the, the 1800s to 1964, based out of based in LA. So oh, really? I like looking in that that um, newspaper and looking at old, you know, restaurant ads and stuff like that. It highlights, you know, a lot of minority stuff because the mainstream papers, LA Times, they wasn't posting any of that. They wasn't they wasn't really doing anything for non-white in the media. So like, uh, you know, even I post everything. I don't discriminate. You know, I post every every race everybody you yeah. know on my page but it's like the mainstream media they wasn't doing any of that back then so it's kind of hard to find minorities and in, in, you know in those vintage pictures you know because no, they wasn't they wasn't being covered like that mm-hmm. i think now, that's important mm-hmm. we're yeah. glad you're doing so so yeah, yeah so I, those businesses you know they had lots of businesses you know so i just like showcasing stuff like that you know no awesome um, I also, and I, that goes with the next uh, question. Um, you were posting how you said like random people like freaking at their wedding or like graduation yeah. or like, like yeah. just different people in portraits or whether yeah. it was the portraits of that they paid for or it was, I don't know. So that's interesting to me. Like, what, how do you choose, like, what captures you when you do see a, a you know, a family portrait or a person like, oh. Uh, you know, cause I skip, I skip over way more than I post. You know, so yeah, I, I, I just feel it. I just got a vibe. You know, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I like that picture. There was a, a Japanese uh, family, a Japanese family, and they were in front of their '64 Chevy downtown LA somewhere. And I think in uh, they were downtown LA, and it's like that was a nice family picture. You know, so it's like certain pictures just. Make me want to post, you know. Mm-hmm. They're quite pictures? compelling. Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly. like a, a like a bird's eye view of someone in their life and a special event. 
and yeah. they're not posing posing it's not like modeling and it's yeah. just like a snippet of their life and i think exactly. i read on one of your captions like like what was this about or what was this person going through yeah. and it yeah. really makes you think the lady, the one one of the lady's face her face was like hurt you know she, yeah. she took a portrait but it's like hey look at her face you can just look at her face and she tell she had a bad day you know, yeah. when she went in there. You do get a, a vibe from it, and then you 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 post it, and so yeah, there that's good. That's because you do capture a lot of, and it makes you wonder what their story is. I wish we could talk to them if they're still alive and things like that. Yes, I mean, and I want to thank, I want to thank all the um, people who took pictures. You know, all the photographers who took pictures back then. Right. You know, because their stuff is is priceless. Because I took many pictures right in like 2005, and uh, my ex girlfriend. Stole my laptop and I wish I had those pictures from 2005. I don't even have those pictures. So oh, man. Like, you don't care when it, when it's 2008 and you have pictures from 2005. You don't even care. But now yeah. it's like it's 2021 and I want I want all those pictures. You know they're they're priceless. So time makes pictures more valuable no matter what it is. Right. You know? We were talking about this yesterday that uh what photo bucket remember photo bucket. Yeah, <laughs> I lost the account to log into that, and there was a bunch wow. of pictures in there. Like, yeah, who knows where they're at now? I was, I'll be, I'll be trying in vain. I'll be looking at my old Yahoo uh, email and stuff, looking for old pictures. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Um, like, maybe twenty, forty years from now, someone's gonna find our random photos. Yeah. You know, and maybe exactly. the photos you're referring to, the one that your ex girlfriend has or took or whatever. And they're going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be like, yeah. what was this man going through? Yeah. Little do they know. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Another uh, series that I really did like looking at was the, the postcards, the hotel postcards. Yeah. Did you run into a bunch of postcards or, I mean, do you, how did that come about? No, one of my friends, um, she, she referred me to, I ran into one postcard and then one of my friends, she um, told me, and she DM'd me, and she told me where to find more postcards. So, like in, um, in person or like a, a database? It's a it's a postcard. They actually they sell postcards. Oh okay. Yeah, so you know all the postcards I used to ignore at the at the flea markets and stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> someone buys them. If someone buys them up, you know, and they have a data database of them, and you can search a city. And uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's like the same thing like the then and now. I want to make sure they're still there, because I I like seeing motels. Um, if they I don't care if they remodeled or not, but if it's still there, it's like that makes it for me. You know? I know, but it's like yeah. there's always like the remodels. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're yeah. always disappointing. They're I always disappointing. The remodels. But it's they're good always to see disappointing. It, 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 it's good to see it still there, but it's just like it's so beautiful at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, grass, trees, bushes, roses, flower gardens, and yeah, and then those the ones that you posted recently, or yeah, the with the the hotel door facing the main street, <laughs> which is kind of not happening now. Dude, they made sure they got because they were sneaking, you know, in the eighties, you know, the times got rough. <laughs> so yeah, they were sneaking their buddies in the smoke or something. So they. They got rid of those doors, you know. Yeah, so Sabrina, where the context is, there's these, uh, you know, those 
motels on PCH or Figueroa or whatever, the doors to the room were facing the main street Figueroa. And now, like, they're all, it's all, you, you can't, that would be a recipe to have people sneak in, right? Yeah. yeah. In the door yeah. facing the street, like, literally yeah. right there. Yeah. No visitors. <laughs> <laughs> they like, no visitors. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's interesting. Um, yeah. And then uh, we did talk a little, we wanted to ask a little bit about um, your your vintage furniture in the thrift shopping. I know Sabrina had some questions on that. Yeah. Did you do it out of a necessity? Like for me, for instance, I shopped a lot at thrift stores, or I still do, but for furniture... Yeah. 10 15 years ago but it, it was out of necessity because i couldn't afford to go to a store and get like brand new furniture so i had to get a lot of stuff and and mismatched sets how about you what where did it spark where was the spark from was it um, I, for necessity or was it something you were just you know interested it was, in? it was something i was <laughs> interested in i was staging houses a couple of years ago with vintage furniture mm-hmm. so um I, I my little side hustle and, wow um, yeah. Quite a hustle. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, the, I was the muscle, you know. Ah. But I did, I did have my. <laughs> it's just, I like the mid-century modern furniture. So my sofa, um, it's from, I got that from an estate sale, from the original owner's house. My chair, I found that in someone's yard, you know. So I was like, and then everything else is like from this stores. You know, I, I really don't go to um, flea markets. To buy furniture because they mark up the prices, yeah. and like I, I can do the dirty work myself, and I understand they have to have a living, but it's just like I can do the same thing you can do. So I, I, I cut the middleman out. Some people don't want to do the work, you know, and I, and I, they need to get paid. I understand that, but it's like I, I find stuff on my own. I have a pickup so you're truck. You're able to refurbish it on your own. Yeah, I just do things on my own. Yeah, I didn't, I really didn't have to on myself. It's kind of messy right now there, so I can't show <laughs> no it off worries. right now. <laughs> We got our so, backgrounds uh, covered too. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> yes. As far as going to thrift stores, me and my uh, me and my me and my missus, we go to the thrift store like um, every couple. Of weeks. We try to go once a week, wow. but we try to hit different thrift stores because if you go to the same one, it's gonna be the same stuff there. And the stuff I show on my Instagram story, yeah, those are like it's like Pawn Stars or or, or the the Storage Wars. They only show the good stuff. Most stuff is just junk. So <laughs> if I show it on my Oh my IG story, that's something that's the highlight of my day. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff, agrees with the junk. Then I get ran out, you know, um people with shopping carts in the aisle, blocking the aisle. So I'm like, oh, oh I'm out of here. So <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. Like, I I wanna go over there and they take they did they've been there for ten minutes. Come on. <laughs> so you've all experienced that. No, I was just saying that, yes, I, I thrifted. I don't do it as much as, as I used to. I know, used to thrift either. quite a bit. I wish I did. Punch bowls and all the other fun stuff. And I have a yeah. large, odd collection of, <clears throat> excuse me, of things. Yeah, but we yes. got our kitchen stuff right here. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. First job, kitchen, knickknacks and stuff. That's my favorite. Yeah, I'm kind of semi-retired off of the big stuff. Because I've been messing with my cars, you know. So yeah. um, my wife says that I lost my touch um, as um, finding virtuous furniture and stuff like oh. that. Oh, no. I, I, because I've been in my cars again. So I got a little rusty. If you're going every week to every two weeks, I mean, you're pretty dedicated. That's that's cool. I mean, it, it's been years yeah. since I've done anything like that. 
mean, as yeah, far we, as yeah, we go, we go a lot, you know. That's awesome. But we have to spread it out, though. We can't just go to the same one over and over again. And yeah. the things about the Goodwills, there's Goodwills and you know all over. And then we like going to the mom and pops ones also, the little yeah. mom and pop ones. Yeah. I know with the pandemic, I mean, it was a little bit. Yeah. Kind of uh, either they shut down or I don't know how they made it, but. A lot of them shut down, but then they had a lot of restrictions, you know. Right. They still do. I did want to mention, like, it's funny because I was looking through your thing, your page. Um, you had the Dunes Apartments in Inglewood. And it's funny because I went to take pictures of the apartments for the same reason for the show Insecure. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember I the like, show. Yeah. yeah we're, we're thinking of liking these random ass. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, like, I like your Compton. Um, that store with the roof on Long Beach Boulevard. It's a, it was a, um, a milk, a dairy. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it's funky, there. but it's like, it's there. It's has a yeah. And then you were, uh, I think you were gonna ask about the eras. Yeah, the favorite eras. Oh yes. Did you? Is there something specifically that stands out to you? Is there a specific Long Beach history that you kind of are drawn to more than others? Because Swap Me Chronicles and I have been to like the big speed tours in Long Beach. Is there something in particular that you're drawn to specifically in what era and why? Um, I like I like the history of um, my neighborhood on the east side. Can you just because refer it's, to the east side that? The east side is between Willow to the north, the LA River to the west, and like 7th Street to the south, you know? Okay. And, um, and then it's going to be like Juan Apero to the to the east, you know. So the neighborhood I grew up in, I like my history in my neighborhood, and um, because this is this is what this is the area I would be living in back in the fifties and sixties mm. because of racial um, restrictions. So oh, it's oh, like right. you know I, I remember when I was a kid, you know, um, before the a, a big old before the major demographic change, and you know, um, and you know that took place in the last. 30, 30 years, there were a lot of, uh, there were more blacks back then in, in my neighborhood. So I remember their history. I like seeing their names in the paper. Oh, I remember that person. He was an old man when I was a kid. And, you know, so I like looking in the paper or looking at their businesses that used to be along Anaheim, Anaheim Street. And then I like the crime. I like the old, like the old crime stories in my yeah. neighborhood. I, I love <laughs> it. And my favorite, so that's, if, so if I, I got to choose, I like my neighborhood looking up stuff that happened where I, the same the same streets I walked on, I like looking that up first, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad. And I and I love the crime stories, uh, especially in Wilmington. Wilmington is my favorite area. <laughs> oh like, no, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my favorite. My favorite crime area is is, is uh, Wilmington. Right, yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. story in particular or crime that sticks it was out cracking. to you the most? always been cracking, and Wilmington is, no, just <laughs> always something. There's always something, you know, and then it doesn't matter with white guys, black guys, Mexicans. It was like, it was, it was something was always going down in Wilmington. So <laughs> I, I love it. That's like one of my favorite areas to look for when I do a, a marijuana story or a, a robbery. <laughs> so, yeah, and I like looking up marijuana. I don't smoke, but I like looking up um, stories, the drug stories, because they were so harsh. You know, if you think they were harsh now, they were really harsh then, you know? And it's like, I like looking up those stories. How about, like, the the 
actual era, like, I, I know you said mid-century. Did, did you like the 20s, 30s, 40s, um, any particular one more than others? Yeah, I, I, I like the, I like the, um, the 50s and 60s more than the others, uh-huh. just because the, the style, the, everything, you know, the, the architecture style, um, um, people, People were still alive when I was, those guys were still alive when I was a, a, a kid and stuff. Some of those guys were my dad's friends and stuff uh-huh. growing up. So they were already older already. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, damn, that guy was, that guy was 28 back in 1958, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. We kind of wanted to um, now go into, I did notice on your page as well, you're, you also highlight your personal interests, like as far as like the school buses. And then the Rudd 66. It's like, mm-hmm. I was telling Sabrina, they're almost like characters. Like, yeah. talking about these characters. So, I mean, kind of share where the, the school bus thing comes and your passion for school buses and then the Rudd 66. Because that's like a, definitely like, um, he's like another, I don't know what the he or she, but. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a she. Yeah. Oh, she. I'm sorry, Rudd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. I've always been in the cars, you know. I've been in the cars since I was little because of my neighborhood. We didn't have social media back then, obviously. Right. So my earliest memories are from over here. I just fell in love with cars from a young age, and I knew I was going to be a car guy. Some people know they're going to do that. Some people know they're going to do that. I knew I was going to be a car guy. You know, me and my twin, I have a twin brother, and mm-hmm. we uh, we sit on the bus stop going to middle school, and we used to say the name of cars. Back then, oh, that's a Chevrolet, that's a Toyota. So nice. we, we, we self-taught ourselves, you know. My dad had an Impala. Mm-hmm. He had a 71 Impala growing up when we was kids and stuff. So we knew about Chevrolets back then. And as far as busing, I always liked those school buses, the Crown School buses, even when I was I was a kid, you know. I made a post on Facebook about one of the, I was at the gas station, and one of the buses drove by and I took a picture of it. And this is before I even got it over to the transportation department at my job. So anyway, I was always a school bus lover. <laughs> and then for me to be able to drive one, I don't know how that happened. You it manifested just, it. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I still don't understand, you know? I just knew that, you know, I went out I've been working for the school district in Long Beach um for nineteen years now. I was a custodian and then um for four years, and then I was a, a position called locker room attendant. So I worked in the boys' locker room at a high school, mm-hmm. and um, and then I promoted to um, the transportation department, and I was a um, laborer, and that's an entry level position. And I would wash the school buses, I would run parts to the parts shop. I ended up getting my license. Now I'm a truck driver, and I got my bus certificate. Oh, nice. so nice. I became a bus driver. I'm like, I'm a truck driver. That's my main position. But we do do uh, busing. Like for a semi truck driver, or um, it's a box truck. Okay. Yeah, we don't have semi trucks for this um for Long Beach. Hell, Unified they have Class A trucks with a little trailer. Mm-hmm. But in Long Beach, we only we drive the bobtail truck. Anyway, so I yeah, in the all they 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 I'm like what? I get a job with bus. <laughs> so I practice. <laughs> you know, my my older coworkers they taught me how to drive the bus, and they saw that. They wasn't going to help me if I wasn't going to help myself, you know. So they saw I was very interested and I was very passionate. And you got to be, you know, because you got, as a bus driver, you have 
students, you you know, you have parents, you have the public, you have to be safe, you know. What so kind of like, what, what route did you do or any specific? Um, I don't do. Um, I'm a truck driver during the day, um, at the school district, but it would be um in the after hours we would do sports sporting trips, sporting events, field trips, you know. Okay. So I didn't have a particular route. It just they give me a printout and saying, oh, you got this next week, or you got that next week. So okay. it just, it's random. And I haven't driven in a year because of COVID, you know. I know. That was yeah. Impactful. Yeah, so it's, it's been a year now. So it's like, uh, besides my training we have, you know, we have to do training every year. So besides having training a couple months ago, as far as students, I know we have it. We still grounded right now, for now. Yeah. But um, the Crown Buses, the older buses, that company was um, founded in L.A. Okay. Uh, in the, like I think the early 1900s. Oh, and, nice. Uh, yes, and the buses, the Crown buses that we know, that design um, was developed in the 1940s, okay. and they made that bus from the 1940s to 1991. Do they make new models every year, like cars? They have, like like the like the VW Bug. You'll see the VW Bug, and to the average person. They all look the same, but yeah. they had they had different changes for whatever reason throughout the years. So a nineteen forty nine crown, it might look the same as a nineteen seventy nine crown to the, the average person, but if you know, you, you'll see the differences in those buses. But they made them basically the same until um, nineteen ninety one. What happened after yeah. that? They um, it was family owned until the seventies. Or the, the either late seventies or early eighties, and then a big company bought bought them, bought the company from the from the family, mm-hmm. and then they ran it to the ground. They sold it, and then nineteen eighty five they moved to Chino, and the, um they just they flopped with the you know with the corporate owners. They someone else bought them out. That's what happens when big big business take over little yeah. business sometimes. So they're still there, but it's like a big business now. No, they're out of business. Yeah, so they're out of it. They, yeah, yeah. So what's happening with the buses? They're just like you have to maintain them, and that's it. Those buses, due to California air regulations, they have to be off the road for commercial use. Uh huh. At the, by the end of like the like 2017, so most school districts sold their buses. So um, unless they have a different motor, a non-diesel motor, they still can use them. But people, well, the- private people, have them. Sold them to who? Like other places? People, the, um, auction, public auction. So they a lot of private people have them, and they make um, campers out of them. Yes, I've seen yeah. that trend. It's so interesting. They call them schoolies. They call them schoolies. Okay. Yeah. I, I've seen like tour, like people, like like not not homeless people, but like more travelers. Or yeah. They, you know, more like yeah. Hit <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a lot of people, a lot of those, a lot of those cats. They they're making lots of money because they get their little partnerships deals and stuff, and they get to travel and you know do their builds, you know. So that's a big it's a big business now. So then what, my bus, name your bus. So you own a bus or for the school? No, no, my my bus I drive at the, the school is the 2011 Thomas, and um that bus is from North Carolina, and those buses became um those buses were cheaper, um um. 30, 30 years ago, when they start, when Crown went out of business, the Crown buses were super expensive. So it's like school districts start buying other bus companies' buses. 
So that was like the downfall of Crown also. Did you grow up going on a bus, Sabrina, to school or anything? I did not. I was the child dropped off at daycare at 6 a.m. in the morning and picked up at 6 p.m. until I could start walking. So, no. <laughs> I went to yeah. LAUSD schools, but I never had to use a bus because they were all close. Only for field trips. Same yeah. thing with me. Same thing with me. And I took the public bus, the city bus, to middle school. But um, we had busing. We had busing in Long Beach until 2013. So people were still getting bus, bus across town. And um, that's a whole other story. There wouldn't be no busing <laughs> unless, you know, they, they have house, housing um, segregation. So that caused a, that opened up a whole other can of worm <laughs> come the 70s and they did the mandatory busing. So they Did took the kids from. Where they sent kids to other other districts. Yeah, to the valley and stuff like that. Yeah. Why Why did they do that? Because no. of the schools in, in in South LA and over here, there were older schools, you know, and in the valley they have those mid-century schools. They were brand new, state of art, you know, facilities and everything. So the education wasn't equal. Same thing in Long Beach. All those schools in East Long Beach from the mid-century, non-whites couldn't live over there. So. We had to go to a school over here, and our yeah. school was already old already. And they, you know, our schools got rebuilt in the 30s because of the earthquake, but th their schools got built in the 50s, you know? So they were brand new schools still, you know? All that came into play. So by the 70s, they were like, they got to end school segregation by, by race. Right. So they had to integrate the schools. Because in Long Beach, in LA, they were segregated all the way until the early 70s. Yeah, so. Such bad, dark. Yeah. And education inequality is still something that's very prevalent to this day. Exactly. Exactly. And people want to say, oh, you got to use the race car, though. Actually, they played the race car. We didn't play the race car. They played the race car on every on on, on everybody else. But yeah. now if we say something, that's like, true. Oh, very true. You know? Good point. And then um, tell us a little bit about Rudd, the, the My story truck. how he came about. Cause She's very like highlighted in your Instagram, and like I said, it's yeah. like a character to me. I see it as a yeah. That's why I wanted to be. You know, and I'm, glad, <laughs> I'm glad it's working. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, well, my truck, uh, my friend, one of my best friends, his great uncle and aunt bought it brand new, oh. uh, back in 1966, and they bought it in Long Beach, and they lived um, for 50 years over here on um, 100. On Century and Hoover in, in South LA, so that truck, the um, the man, uh, Mr. Rudd, he um, he used to go fishing, camping, out of state, and everywhere where him and his wife and their family they used to go on that they used to use that truck for everything, and they had it forever, and he passed away in 1997, and then um, the wife. She passed away in 2017, and my friend ended up moving into the house, and the truck was still in the backyard. And um, he said he was gonna fix it up. And I was working on my Volkswagen. Uh -huh. I have I have a a 65 VW and a, I had a 71 Super Beetle convertible at the time. So I was and I wasn't really paying attention, but he did text me saying people were lowballing them, and I was like, wait, 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 you selling the truck? So I ended up hmm. buying the truck. So I sold one of my Volkswagen and I bought the truck. And the truck needed everything. <laughs> um, 
I just wanted to put a battery in it and start it up, but it, it didn't work that way. I had to rip out the wiring, do engine work on it, to bring it back to life. And uh, I got it back to life. How many years in the making? How many years in the making? Um, 2018. So, oh, so 20, 2018. Yeah, so it was. I used to go over to his house on um, Century and Hoover to work on it in the backyard. I remember the day Nipsey Hussle got killed. I was over there working on um, working on the truck. I was putting the gas tank in. They said Nipsey Hussle got shot. They didn't say he got killed yet. Mm. So I drove over there. But we could have get. I had all my tools in the back of my truck. So I wanted to park my truck and walk over there to the store because everybody was over there. So I got I got close, but not too close because I couldn't leave my truck with all my tools in the back. I never forgot that day. I was in L.A. that day he got killed working on my truck. Wow. But I named the truck Rub because that was their last name. I wanted to pay homage to them. Way to keep their memory alive and going. Exactly. Do you ever feel like the family... It sounds like you have some belief in the paranormal. So does it feel like you're, the family's enjoying themselves yeah, when you're not, on the ride? Yeah, it's not my truck. It's their truck. I say that all the time. <laughs> it's, it's their truck, you know? How did it become like uh, a character? Because I see it's part of your logo. And... Oh, yeah. Yeah. My um, my Instagram friend, her name is Matt Eileen. She um she does logos and graphic arts and stuff like that. I I messaged her and I said, "Can you do me a logo? You know, I yeah. I, I want to get So I she did this. It, it had nothing to do with me. You know, she oh. she, she, she that gifted, <laughs> You know, she made this. I you know I was like, when I saw it, I was like, yes. yeah, yeah. So she's so talented. You know. So uh, I want to thank her because I I wasn't thinking about a truck in my you know in the thing. Yeah, she did that for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely went um, perfect with that. Now it's like synonymous with you now, so it just yeah. goes I together. I don't know nothing about cars either, so. And I'm yeah. a Volkswagen guy. I'm not even a Chevy <laughs> truck. I'm a Chevy truck guy now, but I, you know, I'm on my 12 Volkswagen. I have another one. I have a VW wow. in the garage. I have a '65 sunroof, and I bought that in 2016. And that that bug, and that I know the history about that bug. That bug has been parked since 1983. It's been off the streets since 1983. I found it online in 2016. Uh-huh. The story behind that bug, um, the the guys, um, the owner bought it in 1971, mm-hmm. and he um, he drove it until 1983. I guess he passed away in 1994, but the bug it just stayed in the garage that whole time until the the sun was like. Uh, I'm gonna sell the bug. So he he told a VW shop in Orange County to post it online. I saw the ad and I bought and I bought the um I bought the bug. I looked up the guy's name. It was, it was a Japanese guy. Oh. Okay. And uh, um his son is still around too. So I want to message him, but the guy his son is like my dad age, like born in 1948 or 49. So he's not on social media, but <laughs> for my research, he's still living in the San Gabriel Valley. So I want to like contact them and we see if I, yeah, I want to, but it's like, it doesn't say he's there, you know, but he, he's still in the San Gabriel Valley, you know? Um, yeah. I wanted to kind of uh, dig into how you uh, do your research. I know that you go into newspaper database. Yeah. Um, is there a specific kind of pattern or thing that you use? Any specific way you do your research? Yeah, well, I try to look, I try to hit keywords. Okay. On the um, my newspaper.com website I use. 
And so I, you I pay, pay for the subscription or? Yeah, I pay I pay about 80, well, like 80, 80 bucks every four months or six months, something like that. Because it's not free. <laughs> it's not free, yeah. This right? stuff is not free. Rightfully so, you know. Trust me, I, I can get a lot of stuff for free, but I understand people have to get paid and stuff like that. And it's, it's just, the stuff is priceless and it's endless, you know. So I, I don't ask for money. I don't ask for donations. Um, maybe in the future, but it's not free. It's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, it's come out of pocket. So how, how much time are you spending on this research and stuff? I spend more. I, you know what? Like I said before, it's like I research a lot and I hardly post. So it's like it's like five percent posting and ninety five percent research. You know? Yeah. Because oh, wow. You, it's like getting stuck in Wikipedia. You know how you go to Wikipedia and you click on one thing and then you click on something else and then you click on something else and then like uh, two hours later, you're like, wow. How did we get here? How, how did we get to Warner uh, <laughs> Brothers LLC Music yeah. Corporation? It's like, you know, it's, it's uh, so I have no set formula, but I, I just hit keywords and then I narrow down the date, you know, and then the newspaper. And then um, I I can narrow it down. It's easy. I do everything on my phone now. So right. Yeah. So you, basically, uh, sounds like uh, you put a you do take a lot of time to actually research the, your post. Yeah. So like like I don't take anything personal on social media, but it's like some people will make a comment like, "Are you sure?" That's like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm not gonna say you know I'm not gonna post it. Without doing my research, you know what I mean. Right. Even though I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not formally educated. Like you know, I'm just I'm learning all this on my own. Right. You know, like formally educated, like a, 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 a like a historian, like from college or nothing. I just did this <laughs> on, on my own. I'm doing it on my own on my phone. And some people say, "Are you sure?" I'm like, I'm not gonna post this unless I, you know I'm sure. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No, I hear you on that, and that's. Yeah. That's a good point. Like at one time, you know, historians were had to be, you know, these people that were trained and we didn't know who they were or anything. So mm-hmm. I like now that there's an opportunity for all of us to be historians in our own realm, right? Because exactly. we're documenting history and yeah, we might not have that, you know, degree in history, but um it's still important and it's still exactly. documented. So I mean, definitely good point on that. And I, and I like and I like I like I like LA history. I like a lot of LA history, and I like uh, following pages dedicated to to certain neighborhoods and stuff like that. People got their own things going on, and I like following them. You know, I like follow. I don't care if you have five hundred followers. I don't care if you have three hundred followers or or forty nine thousand. You know, it's the same to me. You know, it's like that. I, that never. If you posting good content, then you're posting good content, right. you know. So I, and I so I like following pages that's dedicated to a certain a, a niche, you know, and a certain neighborhood and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know. I like, I, you know, and they could be small, you know. I like I like following small pages dedicated to certain, you know, because I look up to them, you know. I look up to those those people, you know. Right. If you could maybe share the process of the the technique how you do your videos because with the music because i know that and you before your early ones it was just the photo and then you developed into this montage or video yeah thing with um the music and then the one that that 
Besides the song that people are in trouble, the one that you mentioned, that one I know that song you use a lot, but the Mary J. Blige song. Yeah. That one also has like a sad feel to it. <laughs> when you smoked <laughs> it. So uh, that's my favorite song. Love, 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 no limit. That song is my yeah. first one. Is my favorite song because it takes me back to fifth grade, you know, and that <laughs> summer, of, the summer of '92, '93, summer, summer of '1992 and the summer of '1993. Those some of my favorite songs. That was like one of my favorite summers. Those two summers, uh-huh. um, coming from fourth to fifth grade and going from fifth to sixth grade. So it's that song always. It makes me feel good. So it's it's my ringtone on my phone. Yes, I still have a ringtone. Uh, it's my alarm. <laughs> it's my alarm every it's morning. It's kind of sad, isn't it? Though, isn't it like for a sad story? Oh um, no, no, it's for my dinner now. It was for my dinner now. That was like the main song. A lot of the bad, the things are changed. So I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know that. That's that's true because it's, it's just, but it builds up. So right before I right before I show the now, it goes. Yeah, so I do how it on did purpose. the video work, your montages, like, how did you start that? Like, how, what do you use for all that? I use an app called Kind, My, kind Master. Kind? I, okay. Yeah, Kind, kind Master, K-I-N. Just like how it sounds? Yeah, K-I-N Master. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why they call it that, but I pay the, um, I pay, like, maybe five bucks a month to use it without the watermark. Okay. So, yeah, I pay for that too. I know. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, it's important. The, yeah. the what you're doing, the work you're putting out, it's showing, it's highlighting Long Beach in a whole nother perspective. And that's yeah. the one thing about history is whoever writes the history gets to write what they want about history. Mm-hmm. So you're exactly. showing your perspective, and I think that's very important. Yeah, I'm just doing my part, and I, you know, I'm glad I'm doing my part. You know, and like I said, I'm an average Joe, so. I like posted average Joe's, you know, and I can do it. You know, if I can do it, you can do it, you know. And I don't have a um, – I'm doing everything on my phone. You know, I'm doing it when I can because I'm, I'm busy, you know. I'm, I'm I'm a busy dude, but I make time to do something, you know. Right. And it's fun because, you it's, it's like our content is endless. I know. Our content is endless, you know. We're not going to stop. There's, there's always going to be our content. Other people yeah. pick something. You know, other pages, they'll pick something and they'll run out of steam, you know? But it's like, <laughs> our stuff is endless. <laughs> That's true. That's a good way to look at it. It is endless. Yeah. Not like, yeah. even if it, we got everything in LA or, or Long Beach, I mean, that's going to take a long time. And then going further to other cities and out of LA and out of state, I mean, it's, it is endless. So it's so- endless, exactly. It's, it's like, it's so endless, especially using newspaper clippings. Like there was a newspaper. If I could do this full time, I would. You know, <laughs> if I could just do this full time and get paid, you know, I would. You know, but you know, I gotta pay my bills and take care of my my kids. And, yeah. You know? Do, do so. your kids uh follow your passion? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. My daughter. I have a seventeen year old, and she she likes old cars. You know, and um my my five year old she'll be six next week. She likes old cars too. So she'll she'll tell me, oh look at that old car, you know. So, okay, so it's a little yeah, it rubs okay. off, you know. I did want to uh, point out. So I looked at your your follower count right now. It said seven thousand five hundred and thirty four, 
and you posted 3,205 posts. That's a lot of posts. Super consistent. I think when I first started following you, you were like about 4,000 and you were really rapid. So what do you think attribute to such big growth that you've been having um, as far as like, what kind of audience do you have? Like, how did you get kind of spread out? It's, it's been, it's been, I mean, compared to others, you know, when I look at other people's pages, I, I try to, like the pages I, I look up to and I follow, you know, I, you know, I follow like, okay, this is what you got to do. It's just being consistent, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I try to just post the same stuff over and over again. So I might do architecture for like a week or a couple of days mm-hmm. and then I'll go to something else. And, and like, I don't stick to one topic. So I got people who like architecture. I got people who like the crime stories, mm-hmm. um, the gang stories, you know? So it's like, I'm all over the place. So those, that's why people like me, because I'm all over the place. So I just don't, you know, I envy people who stick to one topic, though. I <laughs> wish I could stick to one topic. I really do. But it's not me, you know? You, but you I have do a lot envy. of interest, so that's cool. Yeah. Variety yeah. is the spice of life, they say. Yeah. I, I, I like those accounts that only do one thing and just post one thing. I wish I could be like that, you know, sometimes, but I'm, yeah. it's not going to happen. It's I not going to happen. Really. Yeah. So how have um, you seen Instagram change over the years? Because I know that, did your audience change from 2016 till now? Any of that kind of change? And how did you adapt to like, well, I guess you can answer that first and then I'll ask the next one. Like as far as uh, did you see changes in your audience? Because just to give you an example, like when I first, posted on my personal like a building like nobody really cared you know uh because it was like friends or family yeah when i started having more of a public page with a niche audience like people are more engaged exactly you notice that change yourself i saw that i saw that change i mean i saw that on your page yeah same thing with me but people my 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 when my page was small people knew that about me already so so my the local people from you know my personal life, they knew that about me already. Yeah. So, so but as far when it got bigger, they found out, you know. But they they all know that I, I'm not sticking to one topic, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a one trick pony. So if you want to see architecture all the time, it's not gonna happen, you know. It's not gonna happen with me because yeah. I'm I'll talk about something else, you know. Right. So, but I I never did it for the for the followers. I, I I've been doing this for me, you know. Right. And so it's like uh, you're into you're looking at my my um looking through my window right now, so you're seeing you're seeing everything through me. I'm not doing it for you know I'm not doing it for you guys. I'm doing it for me, and you guys are you guys are coming along. Yeah, you know you guys come along for the ride, you know. And like somebody said, you know somebody in a, I forgot why, but a couple months ago something happened. It was like a police they stopped somebody. And uh-huh. they did some brutality or something like that. I forgot. I forgot what it was. And somebody who followed me saw my comment. They're like, "I can't believe you said that. You just lost. The, you know, you just. I'm, I'm, I'm about to unfollow you." And I'm like, first of all, I, I'm not going to say. I'm never saying anything for you. I'm not speaking for you. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. My opinion. And you can go. I don't. I don't care if you follow me or not. Because mm-hmm. I'm not doing it for you. I'm not doing anything for followers. You know. Right. But I do know, like, my page is public, you know, so I can't, I don't say everything I want to say. I don't because my page is public, you know, so it's like, 
oh, you want lots of followers, but then when you have lots of followers, you, you get censored. So it's like, yeah. for real, I'm censored now because I got people from my job following me. You know, I got people from this and that. So it's like, <laughs> it, for real. So, you know, so you have to make another page that, you know, I'll be, I'll friend you guys one day for my, my, my um, troll account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. you have to do this because of the passion for doing it and not necessarily. Obviously, the followers come with the yes. territory. It has, you have to have that passion. To exactly. Do anything. It has to be in you. It's, yeah. not, it's not for followers. It's something that you like doing, you know? Right. And it's like, you know, we're ded- I'm dedicated to this. You know, I like I love it. Right. So it's like I'm not doing it. Oh, I got hundred likes. I don't care. I don't care about that. You know, you know, I don't. I never care about that. You know. No, that that's a good. Yeah. That's definitely a great way to look at it. It's yeah. important to look at it that way. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to put out what you put out. And you I know? like I, I like the like-minded people. That you know, it's like yes, people who. Who are into the same stuff I am? That's the good thing about that's the good thing about social media because it's like the people who like the stuff that you know, they follow you or you follow them. You know. I think that's so important. And I was telling Sabrina that you're you engage a lot with your audience. You you respond and you you answer questions and that's awesome because I know if as people some people get bigger they they stop responding and yeah. I'll make time if they say something, and I can. If I can answer, I will answer. You know, if I can just like it, I like it. You know, so yeah, yeah I, it makes I a difference. Think, yeah, I think it does. It does. It does make a difference. You know, and um, I like if people take the time out to talk to me. If I can't talk back to them, if I can answer their questions, I I will. You know, and so I I understand why some bigger pages they can't do it all. But, right, if you were like a million or something, yeah. Yeah, but even when they have a million followers, when you see them make a comment back to somebody, you, I like that, you know, like That's he true. he replied to that person, you know, and you gotta make sure it's the real person. Like, oh, that is him. He did reply. <laughs> a lot of times, people like big accounts, they have trolls that will reply to comments. Oh yeah. You know? I'm like, no, nah, that's a that's a fake. That's a fake you. That's not the real you. <laughs> So how did you adapt to the Instagram changes like with IGTV, Reels, all that kind of, because I know that for us, we have to, you know, we're, we have to adapt with technology and we, you know, we're not the new younger kids that grow up with this. Exactly. How did you adapt to, I know that you use stories, you use Reels, you use IGTV. So how did you kind of adapt to the changes? Is it something you just, you're kind of pretty good at like? Learning it online. No, no, it took me a while because <laughs> I was like, you know, let me try it, you know, because I was doing it. You know, you don't know how many times I have to delete posts before they, and I'll make a post, I'm like, oh, man, the music's not on there. <laughs> and then I play a lot of music, so I get a lot of copyright things on my account because I use music. Oh, so it's like, my, I'm, a lot of posts I have to uh, take down and change the music and stuff on it. And so it's like, I'm learning all this stuff, you know. As I go along, so yeah, we're we're um uh, we're we're not millennials, are we? No, X. We're we're like Gen X on the cusp. We're Gen X and millennial. Yeah, we yeah. are. We yeah, are so, technically, yeah. and we're and we're cuspers too. So we're not Generation X, but we're not millennials. So 
It's like we're right in that sweet spot, you know. We 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 old enough for the old school, but we're young enough for this new stuff. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yes. So we're right there. So we still gotta learn, and I still struggle. What is the new you know? generation called? Like your daughter's age, Serena? What are they? Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah, yeah. My daughter was born in two thousand three. My oldest. Yeah. yeah, they're on home. They're account. Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she she grew up with a phone in her hand. You yes. know, she grew up with the smartphone. <laughs> so and the same thing with my little six, five-year-old. You know, they oh, they man. they they're um she's about to get a um iPad for her birthday. Yeah, so, technically yeah. advanced. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So one of the um other last questions or leading towards you know we could wrap it up um. What does the future look like for you, the historian? I mean, do you have any plans to expand more on different things? Um, I see that you're wearing a shirt, and I was wondering, like, man, he should make shirts out of that. <laughs> yes. The merch, yeah. like. Yeah, my yeah my my um my um my coworker she made she made this for me, and um uh, she made the cup for me. We would rock so, that uh, shit. I mean, if you if you start selling merch, that'll be a tight shirt right there. Yeah, I'm going to shout her out. You know, I was waiting to um, get my tires on my truck, and I was going to pose next <laughs> to my truck, you know, as a cup, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like it. and um, It's one of a kind right now, so I'm going to talk to her, and we can work out a deal, you know? Yeah, because yeah, I need a hat. I need, like, a cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I was I was, I was, was so grateful. I was like, wow. The coffee mug <laughs> is dope, too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have plans for anything for your kind of like my, new future or anything that you're interested in trying out or anything? I want to do YouTube more. You know, I had a, I got a YouTube page I never post on. Right. If I want to do something like that, I got to get rid of the music because I'm going to get a lot of copyright violations. Yeah. So that's something I got to start just using generic music. You know, I like Me music. Too. So it's like, yeah, so it's like, I like posting music. So I don't care about. Being monetized or anything like that, but I have to follow the rules and do it the right way. I'm gonna have to get, you know, if I'm gonna. Well, how do... would you use uh, YouTube you, as far as like you would be uh, showing yourself or like like uh, doing documentary type of stuff or? Oh yeah, I would be posting the things I post on my um on my IG page, but I do want to do myself also. Uh-huh. I do want to talk in videos, you know. Yeah. I want to put my two cents in because I really don't. I don't, I really don't put my two cents in much, you know. I just lay it out there, but I do have opinion about certain things, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, so, you could do that. Like hear your. Yeah, I want to do a voiceover on like on on an article, you know. Yeah. Oh, smart. You know? Yeah. So I want to do stuff like that. You know, now, right on reels, you could do that a voiceover. I could, but I haven't. Yeah. You know, you, I, <laughs> waiting yeah. For the voiceovers. <laughs> yeah, because I want to put my two cents in, you know, my commentary. Well, yeah. we're voting for you to do that next time. Yeah, uh, that's that's the plan though, because I want to be more, you know, um, I want to be more hands on and people to, you know, to know me, you know. But I don't, I don't post much of me, you know, like much of me, like my face. Same so. thing. I mean, we're kind of behind the scenes, and it, you know, I don't think we're used to posting uh, us as much because. I don't know, like I, like you, like we were saying earlier, the younger generation is used to kind of having that camera in their hand. So for me, it was always anonymous because I came from the graffiti world. So you had to be anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Knowing everybody who you were. So exactly. I kind of that in me, but you know, yeah. now with starting new things, um, you know, you have to get more comfortable, I guess. You know. 
and like people people know me you know from you know my personal life and you know like the people know me from instagram they don't they don't know my face you know what i mean so <laughs> it's not my yeah. name and I remember because, you know, the funny part was, remember, I thought you were like an older man? Yeah, you know, I was like, what are you doing that, bro? Not how you look, but your content, I thought you were like in your late 60s or something. Oh, yeah. And then. No, yeah. I remember you telling me that. Because you yeah. have like an old soul, too. So. Yeah. I mean, you don't run across that too much. So. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you you had the, the vintage dress, the, the tire. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, he's probably you know an older man, you know like. <laughs> you, yeah, it's like I need to get my vintage clothes game up though because, uh, you know, I, I walk the walk, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I like I like old furniture. I got old cars, you know, old articles. I need to get some more old clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're going to the thrift shops, I'm sure you'll run into a lot. Of them. I do, but you know, maybe small. I need some bigger sizes. <laughs> the maybe best really good reproductions. Oh yeah, there you go. That, that yeah, that's true. That's true. So, do you have any other questions, Sabrina, for him, or anything else before we wrap it up? No, it's just been a joy to talk to you and and find out some more behind the scene information and what inspires you. Thank and you. How can people find you and or for people that haven't heard about you yet? Where could they find you or how? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Love Historian Five Six Two. Mm-hmm. Um. My truck has an Instagram, Rod sixty six C ten. I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it has it has its own Instagram. I need to be more active on See, it. Yeah, I knew it had like a character of its own. That truck. Yeah, <laughs> you'll find me on Instagram. I'll be around. Yeah, yeah and so, hopefully you know we see your. Hey, hi to me. Yeah, I'm I'm friendly. You know, I'm a friendly dude. So don't be afraid to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then um, as far as the uh, if you want to look at our personal pages, mine is Swami underscore Chronicles, and then Sabrina's is Observing underscore Spooks underscore and other vices. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of content. I need to fix that. I mean, I have tons of content, but that means I'm gonna actually, you know, I'm I'm the procrastinator. I'm <laughs> I'm not good like you two, so it's gonna take me a minute to get some stuff up there. So hopefully next time, Sabrina. Yes, next time. You need to starting once a week because, I mean, sometimes we can't all post every day. I know you post every day, but um, but sometimes it, it could get... Yeah, I try to post at least once a day, you know. So, and um, I try to post in the morning time because I think, I think it makes a difference. Yeah, the, the time, it does. Yeah. Sometimes I'm too tired. I have to post like at midnight and that doesn't really make sense, but yeah. <laughs> have a long day. But officially, you're our first guest. Really exciting. Um, oh, cool. Number one on Beyond the Facade. So um, we'll, we'll be having more episodes coming up with um, different topics, as you guys all know. But for awesome. now, thank you, the historian, for your time. And thank uh, you. No problem. You're welcome. Thank we you really enjoyed it. Me. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. bye.